Hi, James. Hi, Gabby. Uh, How's it going? It's going well. You and I were just talking about how fast this is. Usually we talk a bunch before, but we're jumping right in yeah. today. We're just so excited. There's some great things on deck. Um, yeah, we're going to, what are we going to do today? Well, really quickly, I just wanted to ask you if you've ever thought about how the, f- the fact that we only have one son and how kind of crazy that is. <laughs> I will say I have it. Because I was staring at Joey and the son and I was like, we only have one of those going on. Like, we have so many options nowadays in this big world. Yeah. And the fact that, like, there's only one son and we're only yeah. going to get one. I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just processing it live in action right now. No, you're very, um, no, you're right. That's a, we only have one son. Yeah, that's true. We have options for everything else. And only it's, one you know, we son. all hear, like, we only have one planet. There's only one Earth. But we never talk about those one single son. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Okay. And the sun is everything. The sun is everything. It we can is. actually see it in one go, which also makes it, it trippy, you know? Because the planet, it's yeah. hard to, like, unless you're in space, it's hard to be like, there it is. <laughs> no, we still have, like, flat earthers out there, but everyone yeah. thinks, like, the sun is flat. <laughs> yeah, no, no way. I wonder, yeah, maybe there are some flat sunners who just think it's, like, uh, like the Batman signal. Like, they think it's a yeah. projection. I'm sure. I'm um, sure there's something there. We do only have but one yeah. sun. And also, now I'm imagining Joey in the sun, and it's like, yeah, animals, they always have their time in the sun for the day. The one sun. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, some countries, uh, right, they don't get the sun for like four months or something. Yeah. Or like crazy, like Iceland has crazy schedules. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, so just look at the sun today, people, and think about that. Or don't look at and it we directly. Have one but... sun. It's so tempting to look at the sun directly. One sun. I know. Sometimes you can, right? <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> I think you're not supposed to, but I always do. You're never supposed to. I was following for a while. I was really into following like spiritual men because I realized I was oh, always yeah. following spiritual girls. And all of their stuff was so funny. But something that a lot of them did was like sun gazing, like staring uh-huh. at the fucking sun. And one guy would like bathe his like genitals in the sun in the morning and, like, post, Amazing. like, videos of it, like, in his story, like, every morning being, like, doing my thing and, like, with an emoji oh over his, like, cock. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> it was so funny. And then he talked about, like, I don't know, but it was just the differences, you know. I will say there is like, nothing like having the sun on your on your genitals. There's really nothing like it. Very true. Like, the most private, the most private thing being accessed by the biggest, most universal thing is, and just the warmth. There's nothing like it. Yeah, I know you're very right. You and I have done many a naked sunbathing in our lives. We really have. We really have. I'm going to start doing it again on my deck this uh, for the summer. Um, yeah, I feel that. And you, when you come back, we urge. can do it together. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's a good. You have a great sunning deck. Yeah. Um, speaking of locations, where are we recording today, James? <laughs> so today, you and I are at the um, the deep end of a empty pool at a some parents parents house in the valley and so it's it's really nice and clean in here it's there's no like weird pools of water yeah it hasn't um, gotten it hasn't rained or anything no not at all there's no uh no possums have fallen into it and died (laughs) that's good it's very pure (laughs) one time james and i saw like an extremely petrified cat remember the petrified cat oh my god yeah, I do. Yeah, I really do. I'm sure I have yeah. a video of it or something. Uh, James and I was, was worried in his it was, apartment that it was, was like, my cat, and it wasn't right. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, 
Well, you were living in an apartment that was slowly being torn down, and so the pool was like emptied, <laughs> was so but it was crazy. just not cared for. Yeah, so it had rained, there was debris in it, and then one day we went and there was this cat that had died in there. Mm. But it was all, it looked like it had been electrocuted. Like, I could not, I don't know how it died. <laughs> it was, like, yeah, fully I preserved, almost, but it looked like it had been, like, struck by lightning or something. That is really weird. I do wonder, I almost wonder if it was something happened where struck it was electrocuted <laughs> because of water. No, because of water, like, electrocuted oh, by the rain or something. Yeah, interesting. Because yeah, it was, was such a dilapidated... A area yeah um it was like Um, it wasn't normal that we were there but my because my mom was disabled we petitioned for like an additional like literally six or three months after everyone else was was evacuated and so we were truly in like a completely vacant apartment building it was like almost 100 units or something it was huge no yeah it was gigantic um and James and I, we actually have a video of it. It might be on YouTube or something, but there's a video of you and I uh, when everyone was gone except for you guys in this like literally 100 unit building that was huge. Uh, and we went into all the apartments and we're just like looking around at all the abandoned yeah. stuff. And remember there yeah. was that guy's apartment that was very 80s, like, yes. you know, like he still had VHS yes. and his like desk chair was very 80s he and left he had like so weird awards. Yeah, and all of it was yeah. junk, too. Because I remember being in there and being like, holy shit, there's stuff in here. I'm going to find something. And I left with nothing. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It was all junk. The only thing I it found like, <laughs> in that whole building was a pair of Timberlands, like actual hiking boots. Whoa. And oh, um, they were, yeah. But they were up on a shelf in a closet all the way in the back. And you just know that the family didn't know they left them. But they were also kind of, we were sort of feuding with that family. So it was sort of wild that, like, I got the last laugh in the form of a of Timberlands. Yeah, yeah. Also, that's a, you know, kind of an iconic, you know, it's like carry on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hiking into Keep the going. future out of this place. Yeah. <laughs> Pick yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> hey, kid, you're going to need these. Um, yeah. New York is so, coming. <laughs> New York is uh, in the future. The future is here. And here are some boots to traverse it. Do you remember my croissant um, Timberlands? I do. I remember them very well. You wore them really well. I feel like you were the only people that could have pulled them off. I miss them sometimes, but they were small. Yeah. They were great. Got them at a shoe yeah. sale. Um, okay, today we're talking about a few things, right? We're going to have a small moment with the slap, right? But What's that? No. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the segment about the slap. Just to soothe people, I say, hey, did you hear about the Oscar <laughs> slap? And you say... What? And then we keep going. What slap? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about goblin mode, which if you want to quickly read up, um, there's the Guardian article about uh, goblin mode. We'll get into it when we're in the segment, and it's going to be in the thing. And then wasn't there something else? Oh, yeah, the chronological order. Oh, yeah. Chronological time. All of which and... experienced spiritually. <laughs> I know. Literally, like... <laughs> oh, I was... <laughs> I was thinking of a TikTok I want to make where it's like the word spirituality. It's like people are acting like it's a thing, and I'm literally like, nin- nuns, nuns, nuns call themselves spiritual just as much as like orgasm meditators. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like being spiritual is literally just like I believe in invisible things. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. People would be like, "You're totally. trying to be so spiritual," or you know, it's like, bro, who are you talking to? Yeah, it's a very big term. <sighs> No one person owns God it. one day. <laughs> um, 
All right, so the slap. These are the questions I want to do. What was your initial instinct to the slap when you either saw it on TV or or heard about it? And then what was your kind of uh, reaction to the way people were reacting and the way that the combo Mm -hmm. has gone? (laughs) Well, I first want to ask you, because I also think this part is interesting because it talks, it shows, like, how we've evolved as, like, an Oscar-viewing society. But how did you Mm -hmm. you first see the slap? Harry sent it to me immediately as it happened. And my parents' group text, because my mom always has it on, right, like, casually while cooking, like, the TV. And so she saw it. Um, But initially, yeah, Harry, like, sent me the GIF or whatever, the video on Twitter, and then sent me tons of tweets about it. And that is literally how I found out. I don't have actually a way to put on the Oscars here. I probably could have, but I didn't try. (laughs) It's kind of tough. I actually Um, sort of tried for a second. Um, it really depends, right? Like sometimes, like they'll be like the Olympics, like you could just like click a link, you know, or like yeah. news coverage, and then sometimes you can't. Uh, what about yeah, you? How did yeah. you find out? So I found out. Um, I was with my. I invited my parents over, sort of, sort of to watch the Oscars and have like my birthday oh, celebration. Cute. But then my mom was like, "I don't want to hear about anything that's going on in the world, so we can't like watch the Oscars." And I was like, "Well, I can't really find a way to watch them anyway." So that was next. <laughs> And so I was in like a parental bubble, um, truly. I was in a parental bubble and I wasn't on my phone. And so like they took Joey for a walk while I was cooking and I checked Twitter, of course, like any, you know, kid does when their parents leave the room. And immediately Mm -hmm. I was like flooded with with the slap. And I thought it was an interesting thing because I realized we're in this world now where no, no one's watching the Oscars really. Like, oh, select few people are watching the Oscars and then dispersing mm-hmm. the information via Twitter. Like, you found out essentially through yeah. a friend who found out through Twitter. Um, your parents from another generation. Well, were he watching was watching it. Oh, he, he was. He saw it okay. live and then ran to Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My parents were watching. Yeah. But yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Most people found out through Twitter for sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think that's kind of funny. But. Um, so that's how Very I found fun. out, and I immediately just, like, I don't know. I didn't think anything of it other than, like, Chris Rock said something that was definitely over the line, and mm-hmm. Will Smith reacted in the moment, and, like, that's the end of the story. Like, I didn't really think it needed to be this huge thing. Um, <laughs> one thing I will say is, like, I've sort of been following very vaguely, like, the whole uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and him being in an open relationship narrative. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, like, Will Smith has gotten on this huge um, uh, awards show season, and he's gotten all the awards, and while this is happening, like, the papers are sort of being like, but are they in a relationship, or does he actually want to be together? And, like, sort of trying to make this other side narrative, <laughs> which is just sort of, like, totally beside the point. And so immediately I thought of that, yeah. and I was like, this dude was just pushed over the edge because the media has been building a story because it's not fun to just watch someone win, right? And so it just made sense to me in that moment. I was like, I really feel like this is just the culmination. Like, it's the real-life thing of, like, people actually getting pushed to the point when it's not online. Because Chris Rock was Mm -hmm. acting as if, like, he was online. And Mm. um, that's sort of where we're at now is, like, we still are acting as if we're saying something to someone over the internet and it's like no that actually hurts especially in real life and Mm -hmm. like the reaction is going to be way different um and I also felt like because I watched a little bit of the awards retroactively and 
they were doing these like jokes that only sort of play online like literally in the opening they brought out dj khaled which is like a meme like (laughs) he is such a meme dude okay yeah (laughs) i told you when i saw him live right wait it was yes tell me again okay it was like so dj khaled the one time i got to go to coachella uh because my friend was playing it was like DJ Khaled was playing, and you had to choose between DJ Khaled and someone else. I forgot who it was, but everyone was like, everyone should go to DJ Khaled because he always brings people out, and there was, like, rumors that it was going to be, like, Drake and, like, all these people. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I go, and it was literally the show opens. This is when his son was born, and so the show okay. opens with just a stadium of screens surrounding us, huge HD screens of just his son. Oh and he God. goes, everyone, he was like, say with me, Assad, because that's the kid's name. And he was like, Assad, Assad, Assad. And there's just this baby oh with God. like this edit where the baby looks like a god. I think of it now and I'm like, dude, that's witchcraft, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was just the whole time he was just this like little mouse, like hype man. And the whole show is him just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was just hype manning the whole time. There was no complete songs. It was all just, like, flashes of images and, like, him being, like, hyping us. And nobody came out. And it really felt like he wanted – like, the energy I got was, like, he – like, everyone said no to him that day. You know what I mean? Like, he wanted to bring people out. But, like, you know, it was just, like, okay, I got to get through this Coachella performance. Um, Anyways, you saying he was a meme, I was, like, he is 100,000 fucking percent a meme. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I thought it was sort of trippy that they, like – yeah, he's a real producer or whatever, but he his image is a meme. And I thought it was trippy that they did that because it didn't play. Like, that intro was so awkward. And then I just felt like the whole night was sort of operating in sort of like internet land of like what will land on the internet is how that things were written yes. and constructed. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't get through the whole award ceremony. I actually stopped like sound editing. But it just – that was the vibe I got. So, yeah, and then I just saw people reacting online. And it it was just the classic thing of like – the, the takes getting hotter and hotter and like, sort of building on one another. And, like, I mm-hmm. just – when I saw one that was, like, I can't believe we watched an assault happaten on TV and the assaulter is still in the audience, <laughs> I just closed my phone. And I was, like, I need to oh, use my parents. Yeah. Like, this is so dumb. We've all been in domestic violence situation before. <laughs> yeah, no, no. There was one tweet that was literally that, that which was, like, you know, recognize like, normalizing, you know, violence is accepting. And I'm, like, no, no, who's, who's normalizing it, honey? Like, who – yeah why are we it just it was such a weird thing like taking the situation and expanding it out rather than just being like it's a it's an award ceremony this thing happened and like we're getting through the ceremony like I don't know it's just (laughs) it was so silly and don't you feel like okay don't you feel like this is what's tripping me out is like don't you fucking feel like what a situation like it just showed us what has happened like you and I always talk about people's brains like just (laughs) what's happening with all this discourse and all this like binary discourse and this need to like sensationalize and dramatize and victimize you know what I mean and normalize Mm -hmm. is like Mm -hmm. in this situation it was like there was no difference in power it was two men there was no race stuff they were both black you know what I mean there was two men equal equally successful in their careers too like equally successful came up together and also they yeah and they had a personal relationship in the past like they worked together like these are just you know and there's uh will smith is a pretty neutral character like we never hear anything terrible about him you know yeah same with chris rock so it was like watching people react the way that they do to like actual bigger things or like race things or you know but like something that has none of that but acting the same way and just kind of mining it for like as much like 
reactive victimy content that they could i was like if yeah. nobody fucking sees this like this is proof like this is proof you know you want to tell yeah. me that <laughs> that i'm being like an <laughs> asshole for saying like the political shit's getting kind of weird like mm-hmm. this was not a political situation <laughs> this was no, not it, was so, it wasn't even about no, violence so... bro <laughs> i felt okay so how i felt about it i was like i remember distinctly when i was at one of the high schools i went to there was a fight at, at lunch, right? And these two girls went at each other. <laughs> they were on the ground, rolling around in this hallway. It was, it was sort of like intense for about 15 seconds. There was hair left on the ground. The girls walked away. I think someone, you know, one of the principals showed up. And that was it. It was over. And no one was like, oh, I wonder if they're going to go to therapy. I wonder if they're, I wonder if there's like an inter, interpersonal Let's call the cops. <laughs> like, also, everyone like, talking I about assault. Feel- I was like, cop. No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know, I know. I'm also just like, when did everyone on the internet become the principal? Because in a school, there's like, oh, there's one single principal. There's an assistant principal too, and then there's security, and like everyone's acting Thank like you they're the single principal. <laughs> Have you ever been to school? I know, and I'm like, who the fuck wants to be a principal? <laughs> Who wants to see someone get punched and be like, excuse me, sir, this was an assault? Who wants to fucking be that character in this life? I know. That's what trips me out the most. I'm like, I get that people are like that, but why do you want to be like that? You know? I guess it's maybe tiresome. the like incentive. It's so tiresome. Oof. So crazy. Also, tiresome. the to- toxic masculinity thing also doesn't fucking apply because bitches be slapping each other too. You know what I'm saying? That fight I saw was two More girls. So. It was the most brutal thing. Yeah. And I told like, that story about me slapping that guy when I had enough of him. Am I a slapper? Am I abusive? Have I probably yeah, slapped you and someone I like took ever? Took a guy down when when James and I fought a boy. Oh my god! Should I tell that story? Up to you. Yeah, fucking yeah, shit. Do. But you know what I mean? It's like it's not talk. It wasn't toxic masculinity playing out. It was like yeah, a, like pat, like impulse, like stop fucking talking shit. Like that's what it was. And it's so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Should we tell the story how we fought a boy? How we fought yes, a boy. Yes. <laughs> it was New Year's Eve, right? Um, this is actually crazy because there's also a plot twist at the end. It was New Year's Eve. Um, I had an ex-boyfriend from high school. Uh, and I hadn't seen him in years. And yeah, then I so saw long. him at the party and he was really drunk. He also, if anyone had toxic masculinity, anger management, yeah. it was this guy. Also, yeah. he fought everybody. I've been Jada before. <laughs> Because of that ex-boyfriend <laughs> that we're about to talk about. Um, right. He fought everybody, except he'd knock people out. Um, he was half Serbian, yeah, half also Mexican. People, I also just love the idea of it being like this huge controversy is over a actual slap, not even a knockdown punch. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, he literally was just like, oh. <laughs> well, Which, my mom, you know. when I showed the parents, my parents the video, my mom was like, Oh, I think that was a stage slap because Chris Rock didn't shift his weight. And I was like, no, we'll, we'll watch it again. He did. But the fact that, like, my mom could see it and think it was a stage slap. Dude, my parents did, too. I think that's, like, parents' yeah. reality right now. My dad was yeah. like, they did it for ratings. And I was like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> anything is possible. But, like, yeah. <laughs> if you believe. Um, also, the way he yelled okay, so. was real. I think that was more oh, evidence yeah. when he was like, what did he say? Keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Like that was not acting. <laughs> no, that was it wasn't. some real. And, like, and also, just like listen up. Chris Rock <laughs> is never caught off guard. Like he's sort of like the. I feel like he has an answer to everything, and that's his personality. And the fact that he really mm-hmm. was, you could see he was just like, "Well, we are doing a documentary. We're giving out documentary <laughs> award." Like he was like, 
<laughs> you know that that wasn't that wasn't the thing. <laughs> okay, so back um, to New Year's okay, Eve. Okay, wait. We fought the guy. Okay, New Year's Eve to my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. He's like super drunk beyond belief. So is his friend, who was always someone who had problems and who was like literally like really insecure and insecure boys are the type that would hit a girl like you know what I mean and so he was always kind of weird so him being really drunk he started throwing orange juice at us um let's call him Rocky because I think we need Rocky okay yeah I accidentally said his name my ex Rocky um (laughs) he was just so upset that I was at the party and like getting emotional and then his friend tried to like fight for him oh because I was with my new boyfriend that's why so it was and like I think he was with his new girlfriend too. It was like this weird thing where like it could have been yeah. like a fun balancing of the of the mm. scales, but instead it was a bigger drama, which I don't know. That's yeah, it was so much and I was like I was chilling, right? <laughs> I was like, hey <laughs> and then he started like everyone was like crying. It was just like a fucking thing. And then his little friend yeah. started like throwing orange juice on us and being a bitch and like back off and like, I just talked to Rocky. Yeah, we were like we were like fucking like quit it. Like what are you doing? And then didn't he like reach out he started getting up to, to you he started literally like taking oh his he was chest chesting and me walking up to you which is insane he's chesting you like i remember <laughs> seeing that and being like are you kidding me he's chesting and he friend. trains him and my ex would train yeah. like mma and i was like yeah. i'm like <laughs> a stout yeah. little shit and you're fucking putting your so he was putting his chest in my face and i was so mad and i also i think at the time i was i made it like a feminist thing too um, right i was like who fucking you know i was like who puts their chest yeah. in a woman's fucking face which is not even yeah. that's just anything yeah. and then yeah. you were next to me and then we just started pushing him and we shoved him into a planter and then we also yeah, ripped we were holding onto his shirt collar at the same time and we ripped yeah, it down he the was, middle well i think he was trying to like <laughs> put, like hold himself on us so then i think we like grabbed his shirt collar or something it was like oh. it all happened within <laughs> seconds and it ripped and that's a crazy I, story I remember, dude one of us or both of us were like, you don't fucking hit a girl while we like pushed him and he fell. And then the funniest part of the whole yeah. story to me is we all, we had like two camps where it was like we each had our little like posse going into this party. We didn't know. It was a mm-hmm. huge like LA party. No one knew that they were going to, we were all going to be there. But we both yeah, was left the party random. at the same time and we were waiting for Ubers <laughs> on the stone, different sides of the, exact of the driveway. Same time. <laughs> and then he goes, do you remember one of the things I... Yeah remember was he was like i'm fucking he was like i'm fucking cold because those bitches ripped my shirt and then i remember i was smoking weed with this girl i had just met and i said this is so lame but i said it i was like i can't hear you like push too loud i remember that and then i was like what is it fruit of the loom the shirt which is like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that. That's such a bad. No, I know. The bad. come back. What is your shirt? Fruit of the loom. <laughs> Me. Can't hear you. Cush too loud. Good balance. It's like, We're a great stick team. to fighting ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stick to the physical fights. Um, Something I really also remember was when we were yelling at him because we were pushing and yelling. We were like, you don't fucking fight, girls. I remember my voice Mm -hmm. cracking because Mm -hmm. I was really mad. Like, I was yelling, you know? And I'm thinking about, like, Will Smith. (laughs) And, like, he had that look on his face where it's like, you don't even know where that's coming from. Like, you're, like, you're mad, you know? Like, you're, like, (laughs) keep It it, it comes from a place that, like, is so outside of yourself that – yeah, it's just like a true uh, reaction. Like that's just what it is. It's like mm-hmm. a spur of the moment reaction. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. 
Yeah. Um, um, what about you? Did you see any tapes I mean, can... that really, really struck you or made you? I, for me, I always like watch it just progress. Like I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. And I try to see if I'm right. You know, like I, <laughs> I'm always like, okay, this yeah. is my instinct. I'm like, let's see if I'm right. And so obviously my initial instinct and yours too was just like, okay, passionate moment, impulsive, no power, no dy- dynamics, you know, all of that. And I also felt nostalgic for a time like 20 years ago where it would have been funny and badass, you know? It's mm-hmm. like back in the day, it's like Angelina Jolie would like show up and be like, we just fucked in the limo, you know? And everyone would be like, limo, LOL. Yeah. Yeah. And like these days they'd be like, you know, she has been overly sexualized. She can't even like da 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 And it's like, even if that's all right. true, it's like, whatever. <laughs> so I was nostalgic <laughs> for a time where it would have been just like lighthearted and understood. I also just felt so... It weirded out. Well, we already talked about this, just how people were taking it. But the take, this is the way the takes I saw them go. First, it was like, it was a mixture of like memes, loved the memes. Like, you know, like yeah, the, the memes, memes of the happen so quickly like, too. Yeah, so fucking fast. People are getting so good. Yeah. Uh, it was like memes. <laughs> and then it started to get like, people were like just trying to make it as political as they could. And then it was people making it about their like, PTSD for like someone violent and then and then I saw it switching into now what I see now is like any of the pages I follow or like tweets I've been seeing by usually like black women and they're saying like oh all the white girls made it about them and their trauma like they made this into the most violent thing in the world when historically your race has done the most violence and they brought us other they brought up other examples of when the oscars was quote-unquote more violent like mm-hmm. uh harvey weinstein getting a bunch of awards uh one time this native american speaker was up talking and they had to hold back this like white yeah. guy i don't remember his name from like going up well, and talking it, shit to her yeah. and i'm like yeah that shit's fucked up like two men who know each other I, it just didn't make sense and then so they were saying that and i was like you know, that's a version of what we're saying, which is like, why are you acting like the principal? Why are you acting like a cop? And why are you making this yeah. about you, you know? And then I had this uh, yeah. realization. This is what I ended up posting online. And a lot of people reposted. And I did this right at the beginning is I was like, what I'm learning is that when people talk about an event like this, they're just mm-hmm. talking about themselves, right? PTSD girl totally. wants to let us know that that she had a, a, a violent childhood. It has nothing to do with uh, Will Smith punching her. It's not even the same situation yeah. in any capacity. But she wants us to know that today, right? You know, someone even the people being funny, it's like they're letting us know, like, I'm funny and I think punches are, like, whatever, right? <laughs> even yeah. you and me. We're telling people yeah. who we are right now, which is, like, detached <laughs> LA raised girls who like saw fights who have yeah we also just like literally talked on our own New Year's Eve experience exactly yeah. and I think yeah. that's the truth of everything that happens online is like we're all expressing ourselves and if everyone knows that that's okay you know what I mean like you and I know this we're using this event to share yeah. a story and that's what conversation is but I think people mm. really think that they're like dropping like true insight or like moral guidance for the future and I'm like you're fucking not dude you're just talking about yourself you know yeah I don't know no it is a weird guidance is like influence of how to chill (laughs) you know totally I I think it's like it's it's a very strange phenomenon and I I want someone to like study us I hope so this is when I hope we are in a simulation so that someone can be studying us Mm -hmm. because 100%. 100%. It is such a yeah. funny phenomenon where, like, you can tweet something or put something on Instagram and it, you feel as though you're putting something on a stage 
and then it becomes more important and it's Mm -hmm. it's you and I having a conversation with obviously right now we have an audience but a personal conversation you -hmm. don't have that same sense of self-importance and so it doesn't Mm -hmm. get as heavy or or as inflated and it's such a funny like thing where everyone now especially on Twitter where you can repost and it becomes a tiny person who has 300 followers can become viral mm-hmm. um all the time and have an article written about them as if it's a fact yeah yeah, yeah. and so it's like it's a just different it's a it's truly a delusion I think that it's like well mm-hmm. I'm, I have to put my take up because like this is what I'm thinking about and it's like mm-hmm. that's just never been a thing before where everyone has to feel like I don't know the need to share Mm-hmm. it's, it's but also it's it so would funny. be fine to me it would be fine if everyone felt the need to share and also knew that that's what was happening do you know what I'm saying like yes. I even no, see I this with that. like myself or like other creators that I talk to it's like people will say like oh you think you're like for us sometimes like oh they think they're mm-hmm. so spiritual but they're really just these LA bitches whatever and it's like I never said that I'm trying to like you know we're not trying to be like mm-hmm. spiritual gurus of the land we're not selling that you know what I mean god no and it's like we're literally just here having fun you know what I mean like we're just having fun <laughs> yeah, yeah that would be really yeah. hard and sucky <laughs> yeah. but we're just having fun everything I post is like well what's gonna happen you know and yeah. I think if everyone just knew that, we'd just be fucking chilling. Yeah, everyone can talk about the Chris Rock thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think... <laughs> also, I really I respect the family, <laughs> the Smiths. Oh, I know. You just know? sticking together. Like, yeah. their kids are... Did you see Jaden's tweet? That was my favorite. Yeah. That's yeah. I actually got a criticism for that because I posted Jaden's tweet and I was like, this is the only tweet that matters because it's like mm-hmm. a family member. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I love that shit. Jaden tweeted, if you don't know, he said, and that's how we do it. <laughs> And I was like, I love family. Um, And I posted that. And then somebody was like, really? So you don't think the toxic masculinity of like a man making a scene because of a woman being hurt? I like this whole thing. And I was like, bro, no. (laughs) Also, just like, I did not. Let's let's do the reverse of that. I'm just going to say, and then maybe we should move on. But Mm -hmm. what's so fucked about like fame and stuff is if Will Smith hadn't said anything, right? There would be, there would probably be an outcry. There would probably be some sort of thing of like, Jaden, uh, Jada Smith was slandered at the awards, and Will Smith laughed and said nothing. And what does that say yeah. about their relationship? Will what Smith probably thinks that she, husband? that her bald head is funny. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Like, actually, well, you're fucking, damned if you do, damned good. if you don't. Especially in yeah. the spotlight. She better, it's just, yeah. it, so it's like I don't know. Go big or go home. Um, 100%. I think what he did was good. (laughs) (laughs) Not good. I think it was good in the sense like, here's the thing, a slap or a punch and a fight is always awkward. And it's nobody wants that because it gets you all hyped. You get freaked out. You know, nobody likes it. Nobody likes it, you know, and his statement was correct that he let out, which, you know, he had to put out. (laughs) Um, It's like, it's never good to hit someone. Nobody wants to hit somebody, but that's not the point. You know, it's like sometimes... You know, also like at the end of the enough. day, Chris Rock had the opportunity to press charges and he didn't, and that should be it. You know, like hundred percent. Yeah, he's the, the only the principal. Tri- the trifecta <laughs> of people that yeah. you know in this involved, which is three people. It's like he decided not to press charges, and also yeah. Yeah. Also, one more yeah. thing: violence is 
is like such a broad spectrum. Like it could be someone, you know, getting slapped and it could be like a whole full-fledged war. And it's just like, I really just don't like the way that people, that's another big online thing of like the sensationalism. It's like, once again, a slap between two men with no power dynamics, what's so fucking ever is just a slap, dude. It's not violence. It's not. Yeah. Now we have to check Will Smith. We have to call CPS on Will Smith. Like, it's so crazy. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think we should end it. (laughs) <laughs> we should yeah. call this one, right? Yeah, yeah, finito. Fin. Finito shibito. Also, okay, wait, one is the incentive for tweets. The incentive for engagement is probably what's mm-hmm. fueling this stuff too. You know, and that's it's the like problem I don't with think the gamified the gamified interactions on the internet. Every yeah. time you post something, you have to think: Am I playing into a game? Am I looking for mm-hmm. some sort of uh, serotonin reward? It just, yes. I don't know. Be aware of it. If you're going to do it, be aware of it. But I think people now don't even think about it. They're just like, they're just like, it's a tiny brain reaction. Yeah, they walk Galaxy over, they put their only. brain in like uh, one of those things where you, it does like, what are the neurotransmittery things? Like everyone's like, whoa, an event happened. And then they walk over, they sit down, they put like a, like when you're in a oh, salon. Oh, like the EEG machine? Like, in crazy. Yeah. The they EG put it on their machines, heads yeah. and then they just yeah. say whatever they think will generate uh conflict Big or lines, crazy lines ah yeah. it's wild it was you know it was nice nice to see some reality <laughs> yeah i, talked I think to also someone. i think there was a big and no one wants to say this and i'm not this isn't like controversial but i think part mm-hmm. of why it got so big is because it was a relief from like the actual war that is happening in ukraine and the real ramifications yeah. that are occurring there and so everyone's just like yeah. oh my god something new to talk about like Let's jump on this yeah. bandwagon. And I, you know. Let's talk about baby violence. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about tiny violence. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk on one-on-one violence. Um, yeah. We'll have no effect on any of us at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> but let's act like it is. Like, that's where it gets weird. <laughs> like, yeah, no, this event has no effect on anyone. But we're going to act like it poisoned all of our eyes and <laughs> yeah, yeah, made yeah. us have seizures or something. Um, um, so is it better to talk next about goblin mode or about the because I feel like talking about the con- the chronological order which will probably be a short conversation is more in line with what we just talked about which is like the way yeah it does sort of segue that yeah. social media gets coercive yeah, yeah let's do that and then it does segue into goblin mode um, I also when I put it on the illusion pod Instagram yeah. um, also we should talk about our Patreon in the beginning of episodes Oh God, That's we keep forgetting. It's because we do it for the love. <laughs> Maybe we should just we could just do a recording. No, it's cuter to say it always. Anyways, if you've gotten this far, we do have a Patreon and an Instagram. Yeah. The Instagram is illusion underscore pod. It's a mixture of my aesthetic account and the illusion pod account because neither it's one they are better as a combo. Neither one should mm-hmm. be its own thing. Um, and then we have a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash illusionpod, where you are welcome to pay 5 or $10 to support the pod, which will never give you ads and never put ourselves in a position to not say how we feel by yeah, having ads yeah. <clears throat> or anything that yeah. can. Anyways, yeah. Well, we'll start saying in the beginning, like, like good little marketeers. Um, but on the Illusion Pod, I did put a post about it. 
But I saw this thing that was like Instagram has added the chronological option, which is how it used to be back in the day and when it was in its heyday, which is, you know, someone posts and then it's just there and it's not um, because right now the system is there's an algorithm in place that shows you what it thinks you should see, what has been boosted. And uh, it doesn't usually it's not always correct. But now you have this option. But here's the thing is you have to click, you have to go to your homepage, you have to click on the Instagram logo in the left corner where it just says Instagram and you have the choice between following and favorites. If you click Mm -hmm. on following, you get a chronological timeline of just everyone you follow. And what's trippy about that is you go there and you're like, whoa, I forgot that I followed this person. I forgot that I followed this person. Oh, wow. I'm so happy that I'm getting this person's post for once. And it's because right now the algorithm is very uh, manipulated, right? Suppressive. Yeah. Um, And the following option is cool too. So you can put like, oh, the favorites option. So you can you know, pick your faves that you never want to miss their content and put them there and just look at that yeah, every day, that. you know? Yeah. I like those options. Um, how do you feel about, how did you feel like viscerally when you first opened the chronological option after yeah, years I, <laughs> of the algorithm? It, did, it was, it was years. And it, it's funny because also the, the following option at this point doesn't have the, the stories. So it really does feel like throwback yeah, center. Yeah. Um, it feels like a web page, like an old web page. Yeah. Yeah. It feels, it's very beta. And I, I, as soon as I opened it, it was sort of this weird rush of like exhilaration and then also feeling a little overwhelmed because, and also feeling as if like someone had taken glasses off my eyes that I didn't really realize I was wearing anymore. Um, Uh and because you're just seeing everything and there's no, Because really, I mean, I'm used to the algorithm. Like, I'm used to certain people posting and seeing them sort of, like, throughout the day. I'm used to seeing those same, you know, couple fashion travel influencers that I do like seeing. But, like, I'm sort of – I've seen a lot (laughs) of them, you know. And it's, like, I'm really used to it. It it feels familiar. And this was, like, oh, I'm following, like, 700 people and they're all here, (laughs) you know, like. (laughs) Yeah, um, they're all here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're much here, yeah. it does feel more um, just like it feels more organic, but in this really wild way because there's just no like it feels like it really felt like a spiritual awakening in a funny sense because it felt like a freeing of like the collective consciousness, like as if like the collective mm-hmm. consciousness had been manipulated. And, and then all of a sudden it was just like the vial broke and everything was spilling out. Mm-hmm. Um, weirdly cathartic, uh, and it's it's funny. I, I do wish I do like the stories, and I I, I want them to integrate it fully, because mm-hmm. I I do like selecting what I see. But um, in terms of people's stories, but but yeah, it's stories. like unpredictable. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think stories are are great. But but what about you? How did you feel? Um, I was surprised at how like profoundly calming it was. And it also, mm-hmm. I never just realized how manipulated my feed was. Like, I knew that it was, right. but it really, really highlighted how much. Like, I was just like, I never yeah. see half of this stuff. And it's not only the stuff you're seeing, but it's almost like the function of the app where it's like, there's this chaoticness on the feed how it is now, where it's like, you'll open the page and you'll see something you want to look at and then it'll reload all of a sudden and then it's gone. Or like, that. you reload yeah. and then it's like three new posts and then you like can't find what you were looking for. And like... It's weirdly, I think it does make an addictive vibe because if you think about what's happening in your brain, you're like, oh my God, I missed that thing. I don't want to miss a thing again. Okay. Oh no, there's Mm -hmm. a new thing. And like, maybe I should go look for the thing. And it's like this whole crazy ass energy. 
And then when you go to the chronological oh, one, yeah. I could literally just be like, oh, I stopped at the at the advertisement for the vibrator, I guess. <laughs> you know, when I come back, I'll just go there and continue. And it's yeah. calm. It's like reading a book, um, which is just... <sighs> but yeah, really, and I was like, this is why... And what's interesting is earlier in the week, I was just getting so overwhelmed with the internet and how like coercive and manipulating and like emotionally manipulative it feels all the time. And I really yeah. was like really validated that feeling for me because I saw it and I was like this is what we're saying you know and the other thing about the chronological feed is like it's so much closer to reality and that's the problem with the internet it's like it's not in the pace of reality it's not in the pace of time it's not in the pace of any progression it's not in the pace of people and that's why it feels so weird and you go to chronological and it's like oh things are in order from when they happened like that's how memories work and then it's like yeah you know time the time mark is there and you know what someone did two hours ago that they were on their phone like posting like you know like it's just like right there oh it's um, so beautiful yeah and then being able to yeah and you get to stop where you left off it's like taking a walk right i walk to the fucking mm-hmm. this street i'll remember where i was it's not going to reload and fucking change <laughs> yeah. yeah how destabilizing <laughs> it is it's so destabilizing <sighs> operating on the instagram with the algorithm and the um also the fact that like instagram like the very name of it was it used to post a photo and you you'd you take a picture and you would post it right away and it was instagram and that was the whole thing and then it mm-hmm. became a whole thing of like i'm only seeing things from two days ago that people posted because my algorithm wants me to see the two days ago thing that is so mm-hmm. unfortunate and like yeah and the what you're saying where you like see a photo and then it refreshes i I can't tell you how much time I've spent being like, oh, I really wanted to read that person's thing. I really want to get back to that. And now I have to go to their page and then I'm distracted and then the explore page. And it's just, oh, it's so. Also how wrong the algorithm can be. It can be Mm -hmm. so wrong. And I actually, you know what? I saw this thing. Let me look at what it was again. Uh, I saw this drawing by that guy, Sister Cody. Do you follow him? Mm -hmm. He does those like kind of like childlike drawings. Yeah. Um, but he's gotten really big, and I think it's because SZA follows him, and she'll, like, repost him all the time. And he got mm-hmm. really big, and he's been interesting to watch. But he just does, he, you know, he loves Ram Dass, and so he does, like, just drawings about, like, love and all that stuff. And yeah. he posted this thing yesterday, which I actually didn't connect until just now, but it says, is this the absolute truth or just the same thoughts over and over, and over until you believe them? Which is what shame uh. is, I believe. But also, if you think of uh. it algorithmically, it's like is this algorithm me or is this flawed, pretty brand new algorithm telling me who I am every day? You know what I mean? To the point where I might even forget that like, yeah, you know, like I'm something else. It just makes me so... But it's just good to be aware of. Yeah. (laughs) I just feel now that we have the option, it's like, okay, you know what it feels like? It's like when you, um, you don't have a real breakup, but you go on a break with with an ex or with a person Mm -hmm. you're in a relationship with. And you realize all the ways that you've been confined by that relationship and you just feel mm-hmm. free, but you also feel angry and you feel like you feel upset about the time lost, right? And you haven't like mm-hmm. thought about the lessons learned yet and you're just bitter and that's how mm-hmm. you feel. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, I should have known better or something. Yeah. I should have seen the red flags no, before, true. all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That is what life's about but though, right? I do think it is sort of remarkable that uh, – you know, many companies, when they make a change, they 
that's it. It's gone forever, the old the old version. Mm-hmm. And it is this is so rare that a company makes a change and then listens to the will of the population and changes back. Obviously it's still going mm. it's still slow going, but um that's pretty cool. I mean it yeah. does feel like a vibe shift. It options. feels like a an a Yeah. yeah. Cause it is weird that they're going it, it makes sense that they would make it this weird alternate like web page because they still need to have their functions in place for brands and promotions and stuff. But it is nice yeah. to have the option. Mm-hmm. And I did do find myself forgetting that the chronological is there because I am still very much like formulated to go to the page and just like reload and be like, Oh, two days ago, three days ago. Yeah. I was gonna ask you this because I know that you don't make you're not like someone who does a lot of brand deals all the time and does SpawnCon all the time. But I was wondering if you had any thoughts about how that would affect people who do make a living solely on Instagram. Like, because there mm-hmm. is such a way to manipulate the algorithm or supposedly manipulate the algorithm. Uh, it, but if, in theory, like, people trend over to the chronological, if that's going to affect the process, right, of, like, posting and, and trying to get the views and the shares and all the analytics that make you a viable yeah you know I think it would maybe be the opposite because even with the algorithm in place stuff that people know is an ad gets the least amount of engagement by far and a Mm. lot of brands who pay people are aware of this and it's more so just about views where it's like well at least someone sees it and people would Mm. get more views if it was chronological and I do have a hunch that like by not feeling already so coerced and manipulated that many people will more likely be like oh sick she got a brand deal I'll hit like because you know yeah. you saw that brand deal after like 10 photos of your actual friends doing real things <laughs> you know what I mean right 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 like possibly yeah. um yeah I do think unless people really practice like more mindfulness I don't think people are going to automatically go back to the chronological order mm-hmm. you know because you have to go out of your way it's like It's literally like practicing mindfulness. It's like, I'm going to go to the chronological area. But I'm already fucking, you know, I have a habit of being in reload story land. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's good to have the option. I also think it'll help with breaks too, because like, let's say you're taking an Instagram break, but you still want to keep up with like your family. It's like, just put them in your favorites and like control your intake, you know? I do love that. That's so cool. I have to pee, which is why I'm talking so fast. I'll be right back. All right, we're back. Good break. Um, any more words on chronological feed? Do you find yourself using it a lot? Do you think you're going to use it a lot? Who's in your favorite? Uh, I, I, it really is a mindfulness thing. I'm, I'm going to use it as a, a challenge to be aware, but uh, I try to go back to it, but I definitely find myself mm-hmm. just opening and being like, oh, I'm going to scroll. Because also the, the likes are all on the main page, so it's kind of hard because the flow of like user experience really starts by like checking your likes or checking your DMs and then, you know, um, but mm-hmm. I haven't put anyone in my favorites yet, but I think I will in the next couple of days and really make that, put that time aside <laughs> to do that. Mm-hmm. So have you set up your favorites and everything? Yeah, hundred percent. A little bit. They suggest to you people who are clearly your favorites, and I added those, and then I had a couple of people who I was like, oh, I always want to see this person, but I haven't done it, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. too seriously. Yeah. They make it pretty easy. Like, if you go on someone's profile, there's a really easy option oh, to cool. make them a favorite. But, you know, I do think this was a really good move mm-hmm. on Instagram's part. part. 
you know because here's the other thing i think psychologically by giving people the idea that they're in control a little more they're gonna stick around you know like if anything like that's what it is it's like hey we just dumped all this shit on you that you don't want like all this shopping and ads and it's like hey but guess what now we got you an um an option to be more mindful right and then we think that it's us being more mindful better people but it's really just we're still on instagram (laughs) i like instagram though yeah it's so true but you know what okay it's so true i it is like the, the this whole thing started because they they had like a senate or congress congressional hearings mm-hmm. where they were sort of on being grilled for the way that they were manipulating the algorithm mm-hmm. and so then I think this is sort of a, an attempt of theirs to be like but but we're actually kind of fine <laughs> you know like it yeah. does feel very like we're trying we're trying they also were threatening to break Facebook up because it really is a monopoly in many ways mm-hmm. and Facebook doubled down and, and actually used the the way that they made the code mm-hmm. It's actually like technically really hard to break up these, this giant company, mm-hmm. and so then they just were like, and we're also putting out chronological stories. <laughs> like they're just like doing the yeah. most, which is funny. I hope it stays because somebody was saying like, oh, they didn't have it yet, and someone was like, oh, I only had it for like a month, and it's like in beta, and I'm like, I hope it. I like it. I hope mm-hmm. that they keep it. I also do want Instagram to like stay alive. I obviously, so <laughs> like it is still yeah. the better. Like, TikTok is interesting, but TikTok is even more ramped up, and, like, you can't chill there. You can't just scroll with the sound off. No, TikTok is, yeah, TikTok's literally steroids. Yeah, like, it's insane, yeah. TikTok's, yeah. I have to make sure that when I use it, I don't look at my page. What do you mean, you don't look at your page? Like, I don't look at, the like, my For You page, because they just show you anything, right, that they think you would like. Oh, I see. Because it just gets crazy, and it starts, like, reading your mind. Um, sometimes I mess up, and I get in the habit of it, but usually if I'm doing really well, on TikTok with my brain it's like I post and that's all I do and then I stay on Mm. my page and and whatever's Mm. happening there because otherwise you just get like or with people I follow I don't even understand how to follow people on TikTok I have to look into this well you follow people you have like how you find people well you find people because your for you page is not anyone that you follow it's just random people that they recommend (laughs) sorry That's the best sound you could have opened, dude. See, now you're getting funny stuff. Okay, click on home. What usually happens is, like, when you first enter TikTok, you get, like, dogs and funny stuff. And then you start getting, like, psychology stuff. And, like, they kind of run you through everything. And then all of a sudden you're getting shit you really don't want to see. And you're like, why am I following a 15-year-old couple? Okay, my for you is literally like a... My for you is just an ASMR girl. Oh, my God. Whoa. Okay, see, seeing it, you showing it to me over FaceTime makes it trippier for some reason. I'm just like, why do we do this? Why do we do these things? Um, <laughs> anyways, chronological feed, if you're listening, uh, please stick around. <laughs> I appreciate the option, uh, even though it's within the matrix itself. You know, there is, it's an option. We, yeah, we love you. We need and you. We love, we love an option. Yeah. I'm, I'm not afraid us. to say I need you. For the slow people. I'm not afraid to say <laughs> it. For the slow, illiterate people. How funny exactly. was that meme about being illiterate? I love that. See, that's like our version of sensationalizing how we didn't go to college. <laughs> We're illiterate. I know. I that know. slap was <laughs> war. I definitely was like an like an illiterate person that turned into a monk in a past life, I think. Yeah, totally. That's like the only thing that makes also, sense Also, your parents' attempts to like homeschool you. It's like you were really close to being illiterate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freaking A. <laughs> 
Anyway, so goblin mode. <laughs> um, goblin mode, yes. Do you have any final thoughts? Any final thoughts on consecutive timelines? Consecutive no. timelines. Is that what it's called? It's not, but oh, I like that it sounds like... I keep calling it consecutive. Sounds like a meeting. Like, today we're going <laughs> to talk about consecutive yeah. timelines. Consecutive. Consecutive means one after the other, right? And chronological means like yeah. in time. Following, yeah. Time for real. So yeah, you're right. Also, the fact that like it, I feel like Instagram is just gaslighting us because a it's called Instagram, which is absolutely not an Instagram anymore, and then calling it a timeline when the timeline is this most unlinear timeline I've ever experienced. <laughs> How manipulative is it? I know it's like stop like just, just the saying words alone. Shit. <laughs> yeah, like, they're just as bad matter. as their users. <laughs> um, I have to celebrate yeah. something real quick. <laughs> mm. Let's go. I just for the first time ever hit 1 million likes on TikTok, which wow. is the compilation of all the likes on all my videos. Not yeah. like on one video, like this is like yeah, maybe yeah. 80. That's <laughs> so, wild. So, yeah. Congratulations. It just happened right now because it's funny because I'll put stuff on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. And they have totally different languages. Like this video is like going off on TikTok, but on Instagram everyone's like, cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a it is a very different thing. It depends. Yeah, I have a, a total of fifty oh, likes right peeps. now, which is half of a hundred. Okay, very sick. Um, yeah, and a hundred is a milestone for sure. It's a milestone, so we're halfway to a milestone. Um, well, that's fantastic. I I do love in that article. Which did we even talk about the fact that you were in the Washington Post on the pod? We talk, I don't think we talked about No, that. I don't think so. Okay, yeah, insane. it happened really fast. Insane, you guys. Gabby Pretty was insane. literally like <laughs> the subject of the article, the Washington Post article about um, Not me, digital it was digital resting. resting which you started, I will say. And you're, Did you t- <laughs> and you're also like named as the creator of them. So I'm just excited. I'm being all like, whatever, but I'm excited. No, about but it. it's cute. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was cool. It was good. It was yeah. nice. It's also, you know what I realized I like about articles? Yeah. And I realized this because I was Googling Crank Mob. Do you remember Crank Mob? Of course. I think about it <laughs> yeah, of course probably you do. every like, six months. It really hit me the other day. For those listening, I was really high the other day and I started thinking about there was this era in LA, which apparently lasted 10 years, but to me felt like three wow. summers because I probably only saw the main, mainstream of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was There was just this time in LA where everyone got obsessed with fixed gear bikes. And the thing about fixed gear bikes is you could customize them really crazy. And so these guys got obsessed with bikes, and it was, like, hipster vibes. And they would go on these bike parades through L.A., but, like, partying, like, drinking, smoking, stopping at pit stops and going crazy. And they would block traffic. Like, it was totally illegal because you can't uh, bike and drink. Or maybe that was, I don't know if that was still a while back then or if they did it because of that. But just you'd be sitting somewhere, and a huge bike parade would pass you. And and then people were just obsessed with bikes. Also, the bikes <laughs> were, and or some of them were like double decker bikes or triple decker. Like they were crazy, and there so were unique. lights attached. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People would climb. They would climb street lamps to get on their bikes because their bikes were like, you know, eight feet tall or something. Yeah, <laughs> and they were fine with it. I was like, I would never. <laughs> I I could never. I was like. It's moments like these where I really see the differences between people, you know? I was like, yeah. you see someone climbing a streetlight to get on their bike that they made, and I'm just like, that just would never be me. <laughs> like, it's so weird how much it would never be me. <laughs> we are different. Like, I just wasn't built yeah. for that path. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we're all connected, but we're all really fucking unique, you guys. Yeah. Um, 
the bike people. Anyways, but what, I, what I'm getting at is that I Googled it and I was able to find all this information because LA Weekly had written a little blurb on it. Um, it wasn't only preserved on social media, you know? Yeah. And social media is so... You know, it's like you can't, like, Google someone's social media and oh, they could delete so anything. Fleeting. Their page could be taken down. But articles, like, they stay up forever, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, the Digital Resting Point article is cool because... You know, if in 10 years I want to be like, oh, remember the digital resting point thing? <laughs> and then it's like, if my Instagram, yeah. it'll probably be swallowed up. I don't even know if Instagram will exist, but yeah. Washington Post most likely will still have that article. It's an institution. You know? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So that's cool. I, I like, yeah, articles cool. are good. If you guys haven't read it, time. which I'm sure that pretty much everyone listening has read it, but if you haven't, it's really great. Um, we could put it in the, in the, oh, bio in the show notes. along with the goblin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I love I'm having to get show better notes. I've been trying Links to do it. Um, what else? I've been trying to do it, Mom. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, That's me too. Like, from. even on like, the Sai Swoon <laughs> posts, I'm always like, I need to, it's nice to have like little, like a little, um, what is it called? At the end of a book, when you have to put all the sources, there's a word, biblio, no. <laughs> Uh, glossary? Bibliography. No. Bibliography. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I hated oh, cool. doing bibliography well, I that in, in so long. In school. I hated that. James is grabbing at her chest while she <laughs> says that. <laughs> just so stressed out. You really, really hate homework. bibliography. <laughs> yeah. You're like, my heart. <laughs> yeah, that was freaky. That was a freaky time. Yeah. Um. Um, if only someone told us that in the future everything would be memed with no credit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. These bibliographies are useless. Um, okay, Goblin Schmode, speaking of articles. <laughs> Good one. So basically, we kind of tracked the first mention was The Guardian, right? James caught that because I was like, okay, let's yeah. look at the top Goblin Mode articles. But everyone was just referencing the one in The Guardian entitled Slobbing Out and Giving Up. Why are so many people going Goblin Mode? Goblin and there's mode. this crazy drawing. <laughs> <laughs> I've stared at it for so long. <laughs> Yeah. It's they did a great job with this drawing. It's this girl or person, I guess, in bed. Rats are around them. Fungi is growing. It's there's a little embroidery that says whole sweet whole, which is amazing. <laughs> um also the Fiona Apple poster. I'm like, yeah, who are they thinking of? You know? They're thinking of a specific Fiona Apple fan. Well, Bolt Cutters is a very recent album that came out in the pandemic, so I think that's a reference to that. Oh, it's like talking to the sign. I did listen to it on a walk, and I don't remember it at all. <laughs> like, I listened to it through and through, because it yeah. was like a news thing. Jesus. Um, so yeah, what you, would you think about Goblin Mode? And the question I wanted to ask you is, who are you in Goblin Mode? Okay, so <laughs> if I, you even think that's real. <laughs> I do love it. I read it. I definitely resisted it. Uh, Gabby sent me this article maybe a week ago and was like, this is on the radar or whatever. And I just looked at that photo, that painting, and I just did not want to address it. Like, I just wasn't sure. <laughs> but then I read it and I I resonated with Goblin Mode so much because I think there is a form of me that happens, especially when I'm doing something creative, where things sort of have to fall to the wayside and... A lot of times that's me changing out of my PJs and washing my hair so that I can get something mm-hmm. done. And um, there's such a standard nowadays of like, or there used to be such a standard of like going to work and putting on your clothes and, and um, 
being a person, like having to present in order to go to work, which which those two things are very different. And I've spent so much mm-hmm. of my life like dressing up for like a restaurant job and putting my hair back and whatever. And so there's like a, a freedom that comes from being able to be like, I'm just rebraiding my hair again, okay? Like it just needs to happen because I need to get this thing done. And I yeah, love I'm it brushing because, it out outside. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love I love it. I think the the thing that I first thought it would be is like goblin mode, like people are depressed and so they're being coming goblins because they can't even say how I thought that was the what it was going to be, but it was much more than that. And I think uh, something I really liked is it, in the article they say, you know, it is a it is a mode. Goblin mode is is a yeah a, uh, it can be switched on and off, and it's so it's not this thing that's like yeah. overtaking people and it's becoming like uh, some sort of endemic that's happening <laughs> at this point in like <laughs> COVID world, but it's actually just like okay, maybe we can shirk the uh, society's whatever for a little bit so that we can get our shit done or just enjoy ourselves and and that's okay and I so I really like it I really really like it um I really like what you said was uh about how you thought it was going to be about depression mm -hmm. because that's actually like a very big breath of fresh air in this article is that they're like talking about a bunch of stuff that's honestly really normal but these days people like pathologize as like depression and like ADHD and like your life is spiraling out of control but it's like no we can all kind of do this even if we're happy (laughs) you know like some people are really happy to stay at home like that you know I am yeah yeah yeah, um but yeah it's more like you said a mode where it's like just and I think it's also the article spoke to like it really came together for me when they were complaining uh comparing it to early like cottage core aesthetics in the pandemic where everyone was like, I'm doing puzzles. I'm knitting a sweater. Like I'm, you know, baking bread. (laughs) And I felt like that was the most like grounding part of the article of being like, Oh, I'm basically talking about how the cultural demeanor in this phase has shifted. And we're no longer like thinking we just have to get through a month of being at home. It's now like, okay, life's still weird. And human nature is kind of just waiting around and indulging through it and also like a goblin mode is less of a performance than uh the other eras where it's like we're cottage coring and we're being perfect for the like zoom call or whatever and i think mm-hmm. I, yeah i just think goblin mode is more honest i love that so basically goblin mode has sort of been floating around the internet for about 10 years um Mm. And the reason why it came back in full force is because someone tweeted a fake Juliet Fox tweet that Kanye broke up with her because she was too much in goblin mode. <laughs> and she got, and Julia Fox literally had to address it and be like, I am not that I never use the word goblin mode. I'm she also was like, I'm also not writing a book except for the one that I started writing years ago, which is like so Julia Fox, just mm-hmm. throw that in. Um, <laughs> I really like her. I want her to get more and more famous just so that we have more of her. I, like, I'm I like, started yes, keep, keep genuinely liking Fox. her. I started genuinely <laughs> liking her during the Oscars because I realized that she is just shamelessly um, herself and that often mm-hmm. is like, flighty and out of it and that's like what is so refreshing um yes yes yeah I made a TikTok recently where I was like you can be an airhead without being stupid which I think Julia Fox is yeah (laughs) she's had a lot of life experience whatever and but she's just like I'm enjoying myself and by being an airhead (laughs) which I fuck with 
Yeah, I think it's also she doesn't seem to take herself (laughs) seriously, which is hugely vastly different yeah from, that's what's really refreshing yeah yeah we have to I'll <laughs> send me that in, video i'll post that in the show notes it's so good yeah you should it's so yeah james funny. sent me a video of her talking about her makeup and she goes like like someone's like so do you do these bold eye looks or did a makeup artist do it for you and she like pauses and she's like i did it myself <laughs> like all drawn out and she could be totally strung out. That's like literally what the word is. Like yeah. <laughs> strung yeah. out. But yeah. Um I relate to her. I think she's great. <laughs> yeah. Also her um at the Oscars was like full gobble mode couture because she was wearing like a oh dress my God. Yeah. that looked like it was grabbing at her own uh neck and she was like <laughs> her clutch was like made of supposedly made of human hair. That's something also in the video. She's like, It's actually made of human hair. She's not hair. sure. <laughs> like are you really she like, said she wasn't maybe. sure she yeah she's like it feels like it doesn't it but I think what's so great about that is like <laughs> like people think she's being dumb but I'm like that's like 90% of how we go through the world you know what I mean it's being like yeah. well I think so you know like how much stuff do we not have confirmed <laughs> like yeah. like it's kind of honest at this point like she's like yeah. it seems like human hair it's like <laughs> there's so many factors yeah. um but that brings up the fact that like okay goblin mode is being a stinky little unwashed thing but it also can apply to julia fox who's on a red carpet and dressed up and put the effort in but she's still being a little goblin yeah in her own way i think it's just being a little bit like it's almost being punk but not in a punk way where it's like a little bit (laughs) anti-society you know and it's kind of yeah and sort of being sneaky and sort of having a sense of humor i i I'm not saying it is punk, but it's sort of the same vibe of just being like not not it caring is, about right. what other people are going to think or say, um, mm-hmm. especially under like the specific standards that we all live in now. Yeah, it even yeah. in the article it was like rejecting like the concept of like self betterment. Um, and they talked about that girl, which I've been seeing on TikTok a lot. Is like that girl is like mm-hmm. a new kind of term for the person who like wakes up in the morning and makes like a beautiful smoothie bowl and like mm-hmm. goes does yoga. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I just, yeah. Honestly, I don't think anyone is that girl. I think that girl no. films that when it happens once a week. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing is like it's such a the mirage of the internet being selective about what you share. There's Everyone is imperfect yeah. and struggles just as much as everyone else. Um, and I don't think that even – and also, like, even if you wake up and you you make your fucking acai smoothie every single day, other parts of your mm-hmm. life might be in shambles, you know? <laughs> yeah, you, you could have hemorrhoids. <laughs> you could also be, like, sprinkling in antidepressants because, like, you are – you have, like, crippling <laughs> – mental health yeah. issues and or you you're just be really like, annoying and have no yeah. good friendships yeah um you know what this reminds me of i had a friend you know this whole story i had a friend whose boyfriend would post videos of him doing like yoga work and breath work and cooking these elaborate meals mm-hmm. and in my head i was like wow like she got this really active guy who's like bent on health and they ended up breaking up because all he would do was smoke weed and play video games and I was like, really? I was like, I thought that he was like Mr. Health. And she was like, no, he'd do that shit like once a week and post it. Wow. But most of the time he'd wake up, scroll on his phone, get high, play video games all day. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know, he's not my like number one influencer. I wasn't looking at him every day. But when he did have a story, it would always be that same thing. 
even if it was yeah. split across two weeks. Like, I have no concept of internet time. So in my head, his identity was this, like, super active person. And it's like, yeah. imagine my surprise. Like, yeah. you know, so that's how I feel, too, about that aesthetic. I'm like, you know, it is cute. You know, if you have the energy to do something really great, you probably have the energy to post it, too. So that's the day that you do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And everyone thinks you're a yoga yoga king. Big yoga, yoga guy. <laughs> Um, yeah. There's also <laughs> another article that we found that was in Slate, and they talked to, like, um, a goblin expert, essentially. And Oh, yeah. Okay, this is the fun part. And I thought it was yeah, really fun, and I, I loved um, this one part that – where is it? Oh, okay, she I'm basically just going to say the title of the article like, is – Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. How defamatory. Defamatory, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> checks for pronunciation you're doing great. How <laughs> James has my whole life been my pronunciation checker because when I was younger it was actually really bad because my parents <laughs> and then you would help me out so I wouldn't look stupid um how <laughs> defamatory is goblin mode to real goblins uh which is funny because that title speaks of kind of what we were talking about with the slap which is like yeah making everything oh this is you know so it's kind of funny that's about goblins because how right. could it be defamatory to a mystical creature yeah so i liked that i thought it was a funny joke yeah so what is it she interviews like a expert it's basically like a goblin expert or someone which is such a funny thing to say um but it, uh, she's a expert. professor <laughs> a professor with a specialty in goblins which is pretty amazing and fucking sick dude i do recommend i feel like some people <laughs> so will really tight. love the first part of this this article but i sort of scanned it because it was a lot of like talking about harry potter and tolkien um but then it gets mm -hmm. to the um her interpretation of goblin mode and i what i really love is she uses the term folklore to describe our experience now and it's that's like so sick to imagine that there's folklore happening about like current day <sighs> That's oh, cool. Yeah. It is very cool. I will say the Tolkien part, one thing that was interesting is she did say that the reason why goblins are seen the way that they are, like why a goblin is essentially like an evil version of an elf, like an uglier, eviler elf, is yeah. all because of Lord of the Rings and like and the Hobbit oh, and like Tolkien. Okay. Tolkien. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that one. Basically, <laughs> Tolkien. Uh, Tolkien. Tolkien, <laughs> Tolkien, uh, Tolkien. Tolkien. Uh, Tolkien, he, Tolkien, <laughs> he, uh, he just, you know, was the person who popularized the idea of like, that's what a goblin is. But in, before oh, that, it was okay. kind of just different from culture to culture. Like the concept yeah. of what that was, was just kind of more like a troll thing, but it wasn't nice or evil, but he was the one, the reason why we think of goblins as we do now is because of him, wow. which is interesting. Okay. That is actually, so Tolkien. everyone should read the first part of the article and so should I. Um, that's yeah. really, yeah. And that just also is like one person can change the entire trajectory of how we perceive a creature, yeah. which I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think that's absolutely Shout great. The experts. I also think yeah. whenever I think of, like, goblin mode, there can be, like, an active goblin mode, which, like, this morning I had um, – Chris's car has been sort of acting up, so I've been driving him to set um, the past week, which sort of gets me out of the bed and gets my day going. But um, mm -hmm. this morning he had to be at set at 7 a.m., and he woke me up at 6 
40 being like, hey, like, do you want to take me? Because I would have to leave in 10 minutes. And I was like, yo, I can't get out of bed, right? So I was like totally not able to do it. He calls an Uber and the Uber cancels on him. And he's about to be late for work. Mm. And he's like, hey, can, can I just borrow your car and I'll Uber you to your car later? Then the goblin in me rose up. And I got out of bed fully, <laughs> fully like feeling like my hair was crazy. I was wearing like a dress in bed. And, and I, I was like, give me a second. I got to find my glasses, put some pants on. And we're all, and I already had a, you know, I was wearing a, a dress and a sweater to bed. So I, I put pants on under my yeah. dress, took, you know, I don't even remember what shoes I was wearing. Can't even tell you what shoes I was wearing. S- like slippers probably in the car. Actually, it was slippers mm. in the car. And I just, I was like mm-hmm. good getting him to work. And I just felt like this is active goblin. And there's something like really freeing about this being like, this, a goblin just gets up and goes I, if it wants yes. to, you know. I think LA is very goblin safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I had that feeling, I remember when I was in LA for six months last year. And I was like, it's actually better to show up to a cafe kind of looking like you just rolled out of bed because yeah. the, in L.A., the way you tell what's going on is like people from L.A. dress like they have nothing to prove, right? Right. And they don't right. dress up at all. So you yeah. go to a fancy restaurant, it's like the big director's there. Oh, he's wearing a baseball hat and like a sweater. That's not totally. nice. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's really the goblin vibe. It's like I'm at the cafe for five hours in like, styled sweatpants and like my hair is half up yeah you know yeah I also feel like Um, when I think of you and I putting on shows uh in like Venice and especially also living in that house in mid-city that was such a goblin era yeah so goblin you and I are very gobliny because we haven't done anything right (laughs) you know what I mean like like we haven't done anything like like, we couldn't go to college. Like, our yeah. parents, like, were funky. Like, yeah. you know, we we had art shows in our apartment because, you know, and then no one we else just kind of barrel us. forward. Yeah. <laughs> you and I barrel forward <laughs> with sneaky ideas. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun being a goblin. Um, I love it. It is good to be a goblin. Don't you think my dad is, like, a goblin king in a way? Mm-hmm. Big time. He's big, big goblin. Big goblin energy. <laughs> Yeah. I kept calling it uh, – yesterday when I was talking to Chris about it, I kept calling it gremlin mode because that's what I called Joey. And he kept being like, goblin, goblin. <laughs> yeah, gremlin is different because it's that movie, right? A gremlin is more like Joey. It's more like an animal. Gremlin is more – I feel like gremlin is more evil too inherently. Yeah, they're kind of chaotic. They're like tiny and weird. They look like Furbies. Mischievous sprite regarded as responsible for an unexplained problem or fault. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and goblins are more like elf, elfish old men that run around, and they're like green. We're the goblin. It's funny because. <laughs> oh wait, no, no. What? I was gonna ask about the goblins and if there are goblins in Harry Potter, but. I think the goblins in Harry Potter are the um, the people who run the bank, and everyone's saying that it's like anti-Semitic. Oh. The bankers, like those like old men in the bank that Oh like, yes, at Gringotts. They're like oh, you had to say it was Gringotts. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gringotts goblins. Oh okay. I think they're goblins. Okay. Harry Potter goblins. Gringotts. <clears throat> oh. When I put Harry Potter goblins, yeah. uh Hagrid comes up. So maybe it's oh. him. 
Okay. I'm kidding. I totally made that up. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> not even a good well, joke. You're getting crazy. Um, no, it, it is the it is the Gringotts people. <laughs> okay. 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 Is it? Is See, because that's anti- okay. It's anti-Semitic because they're sort of like cre- creepy-looking people, or because I I always like enjoyed the Gringotts goblins personally. Um, no, apparently it's anti-Semitic because they, cool. they said she was making a Jewish caricature. Oh, I see. But that's just kind of, I don't know. I just, like, I'm like, that could have happened on accident. Like, goblins, goblins yeah. do look like that. But yeah. I just, you know, it, it, I don't know. I, I always, I never like, know if people are reaching or not. Why do be goblins is, like, the idea. Because when I think of Jewish people, I don't think of, like, this. I think of, like, directors. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that's because the Jewish people we grew up around were, like, cool directors' children and stuff. Well, I guess it's sort of, like, (laughs) the caricature of, like, the old, timey, money-grubbing goblin man is, like, that's, I think, more what they're... Yeah, uh, totally. But I'm, like, did J.K. Rowling grow up around that? Or was it her time? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever people are saying. (laughs) I know. J.K. Rowling is... I I was trying to explain J.K. Rowling to my mom, and I looked on her Twitter, and I was, like, oh, it's still... It's still a hot mess. And I just was like, never mind. We're not going to get into it. So who knows yeah, what was going on in our head. And it seems like January was when everyone was talking about it. I just Googled it. There's even Forbes says the Harry Potter anti-Semitism controversy oh, explained. Wow. Um, yeah, it was kind of subtle. I'm not sure if it's confirmed. I just never know with these things. I'm like, okay, is the racist person the one who, like, thinks it's anti-Semitic because they actually see the caricature? Or is it the person who made the character and didn't even think about it because they didn't even make that connection, you know? Yeah. Who knows? There's probably some confirmation out there. But J.K. Rowling is, like, always under fire these days Yeah. for stuff, which is, I wonder how the Harry Potter fans feel. I actually don't know any dedicated Harry Potter fans that uh, I could talk to and be like, so. Your sister. sister. I know, but she's not dedicated in the way. Maybe you're right, but I feel like. But she's older now. It's like not as hot, hot for her. Yeah, like I want to talk to someone who's really conflicted. Like they're like Harry Potter is mm-hmm. my whole world, and now I can't have it. But that's the thing too. I feel like what's weird about cancel culture stuff is like if mm-hmm. Harry Potter is part of your identity, then like that's part of your identity. You don't have to like mm-hmm. shame yourself now. Like. Yeah. It's not your fault, J.K. Rowling, like, said something, you know? So I feel bad. Yeah, for I feel people. bad. Because <laughs> there's so much about Harry Potter that is magical, and, like, there's a lot of texts out there that have stood the test of time that are both magical or moving in some way and also deeply problematic. So it's like, how are we supposed to. I don't know. It's a whole other conversation. Yeah. And I think my thing, too, is, like, Okay, if you want to criticize, like, the writer, like, or the creator of the thing, fine. But it's, like, I think mm-hmm. it's weird to shame people who are, like, innocent fans. And, like I said, yeah. it's, like, it was part of their identity, part of the magic of their life. Like, let them have that. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, they weren't sitting there being, like, yes, the goblins look Jewish. <laughs> like, that's not why they were reading the book. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, with that being said, I never noticed. I didn't, I don't know, Jewish, I don't think of Jewish caricatures like that. Yeah. Someone would really have to tell me, <laughs> which they have in this these articles. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, the goblin thing. Yeah. Two goblin Goblins. articles are funny. Um, 
what other are there any other folkloric characters that you relate to fairies mm. right fairies are a vibe I don't really fairy necessarily goblins. relate to a fairy at this point. I feel like I just used to so hard. I mean, I just feel like fairies are played out. I think, yeah, I think they were definitely at a, to- a part of a time, but I don't, I'd say fairies yeah. are played out. Did you feel like, like a fairy as a teenager? I feel like that's fairy hour. A yeah. A teen fairy. You were always kind of had the more like a goddess vibe. I was just about to say, I, I always felt like, yeah. because fairies to me are like slender and like could t- potentially fly and I... <laughs> Never felt like grabbing to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also remember talking about like a time where we wanted to get more gold stuff for you. Like we were like really thinking about because you had that beautiful crown. It was like that gold. I still have that. Still have yeah, that, I have that. Gold. Yeah. It's one of my most um, prized possessions. Kind of like Greek goddess. Greek yeah. Goddess. Well, energy. basically, when I started seeing the like sculptures and and old paintings of goddesses, that's when I became um, more like accepting of my body because I was like people could make all of these like beautiful works of women that like look like me because I you know you don't mm-hmm. see see that nowadays but that's my that's I guess that's what I would go for um prairie goblins, goblins. centaur <laughs> unicorns I really don't gremlins yeah I don't really like the word unicorn um and I don't yeah, corn. corn. Yeah, exactly. It's the corn. Um, <laughs> corn. Corn. Um, what else? Uh, wizards. Does that sort of fall into the category? Wizards, witches. Wizards. Oh, I love wizards. I feel like a yeah. wizard sometimes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Wizard. Fuck yeah. Because yeah, a wizard, wizard is different than a witch to me. I think mm-hmm. a witch is a bit more earthy, and I think a wizard is a bit more ether-centered. I agree. You know? Yeah. yeah. Which, you know what? I'm just going to say this and see what you think, but it would make sense that a witch would be attracted to a more earthy existence because I think women need to ground themselves because mm-hmm. we are so ether naturally. Mm-hmm. And it would make sense that a wizard would get get into power by being more ethereal and thinking about magic and invisible yeah. and energy because yeah. they need to get more ethereal. They don't need to be playing in the mud like we do. Yeah. I think that's, that's such theory. a great observation. Witches and wizards. Because that also just wizard. speaks to like the idea of everyone trying to find their balance that is another form of like enlightenment. Yeah, and that's that's just all that it comes down to. Yeah, um, definitely. What's a warlock? I think that's the same-ish thing. I think I think it's a dude with like a club though, like a giant oh. troll. Oh, okay. No, it isn't. Dungeons and Dragons. It's not even really ugly. It is just always like a fighting person with like a staff. Oh, but okay. So they don't do magic. It's or? human. They oh. do, but they're a human. They're not like. Are lar- warlocks? They're not too crazy. I guess it's just like a war-driven, fantastical. It says a sorcerer. <laughs> it's a sorcerer. Yeah, because they have a sorcerer uh, staff kind of thing. Um, I guess it's conjurer. mystical. I like the word conjure. Shapeshifter. Dude, I was like talking to this like kind of crackheady person, mm-hmm. and. Um, but, like, not all the way. Like, they were, like, still around, like, cognizant, so it was fine. Mm. Um, and they were, like, 
he was like, so what have you been up to? And I was like, well, I finished this book. And he was like, what is it called? And I was like, no, it's on shapeshifting. And he was like, damn, you a shapeshifter? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is why I love talking to Crockett. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, no, it was funny. It was like such That's an answer. So you look good. That's so great. <laughs> you a shapeshifter? So what did you say? Yes? I was like, I don't know, it was one of those conversations where you're vague the whole time, and you're like, yeah, I guess so. And then he was right, like, right. one time I was at the the river, and he was like, I was talking to this scientist. He said, a real scientist. And he said that, like, the area we're in now, this is, like, a shape-shifting, like, like he had this whole thing. Oh, wow. He had a theory. And I like that. Even though it was fantastical, I was like, yeah, yeah. anything about shape-shifting, I'll yeah, take yeah. it. That's so funny. But I just thought it was funny that he was like, you a shape-shifter? <laughs> I was like, what you know about shape-shifting? <laughs> also, something else he said was he was talking about, like, the Bible. He was uh -huh. obsessed with words and the way that we're obsessed with words, but not, like, word origins, just, like, kind of like that, like, schizo way. And he was like, yeah. he was like, you know what Bible means? He was like, it means buy the bull. Are you going to buy the bull or not? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my that. God. That's so And funny. I was like, not everything. <laughs> I was like, is that how I sound? Not all words. <laughs> Yeah, no, it isn't. Is that how, how I you sign when I, <laughs> when I post think definitions on your story? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you guys, buy the bull. That's so funny. That's fine. There's still some joy in it. I enjoyed him. He was good. And he's, he's a good guy. <laughs> okay, how much have we been doing this? Um, Pretty, I, we really fulfilled our hours. We did. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I feel like we've, We've talked about all the things. We've done more. I feel than like we we've gotten the uh, the meat of it. We've gotten to the meat of it. Mm -hmm. um, Big uh, meat. So next next episode will be on Patreon, everybody, which is another reminder that we have one. And yeah, now which we'll start saying in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> just to get now it we over have it. two exclusive Patreon episodes that are up, and they're very fun. Um, yeah, one's about life purpose, and one's about aging. Yeah. I really thought those were great. And the Dharma one is so long. It's like two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the aging one, I was like, when I edited it and listened back, I was like, there's some fun stuff that we unlocked. And I think also what I like about our episodes is we really, as it goes on, we often get into things and actually understand them more as time goes on, which is like an actual conversation. It's not just like we have pre-prepared things. It's like, I don't know. It just feels good yeah. to like have the evolution in front of us you know i realize so much more when i talk to you here about stuff than if i was alone like hardcore yeah. like even in this episode yeah. there was so many moments where i was like connection has been made yeah very real it's Ooh. nice to talk it is i feel kind of hyped today what are you gonna do the rest of the day i am thinking it was raining really hard in the morning but now it's clearing up and Jamie showed me this, like, swimming place to go to. Ooh, that's and I haven't cool. gone there alone yet. And I was like, maybe I'll go alone. It's nice. It's just, like, it's just trippy, man. Like, to be in a place where you can be completely alone for an entire walk. And it's, like, yeah. it's nice. But you're also, like, I could, if someone killed me, I, nobody would know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And then especially to, like, a watering hole where, like, everyone swims naked. So I'm going to, like, prepare myself and, like, see if I feel safe doing that. I think so. Yeah. Also, if I die, I die. <laughs> but we don't want that. But more so no, my own comfort. Like, do I feel... 
you know what I mean? Like when you're like, do I feel in the mood to kind of like, do I have the confidence today to like walk to the right. wa- the do the the trail to the the swimming hole and like we'll see. But I do feel like moving for sure. When I went to Joshua Tree by myself one of the first times I went, I I remember being like, oh, I'm just going to go out there and hike and like, it'll be great. And I'll see the rocks. And then I got there and I was like, there's Mm -hmm. no one around. This is a national park, but like, I don't see anybody. And (laughs) if I fucking fall on this rock, I have no phone service. It was just this moment of being like, oh, you can't just do things casually. Like there's a lot of things that go go into an experience. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. And it also makes things more tiresome. I feel like you get more out of it, but you are mm-hmm. more tired at the ends because your body's on high alert. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah. But I also feel really, I feel the same way when I leave the house in LA too, except the dangers are like, you know, crazy people and mm-hmm. running into people and getting hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Going out is always scary. Maybe that's yeah. what goblin mode really is. <laughs> <laughs> Going out is scary, period. I feel like goblin mode is for people who are like, I know, yeah, I was just about to say that. It's for agoraphobic people in a casual way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which we kind of, maybe we're all getting more agoraphobic. I feel like I've always been because my parents are, you know? Like they, yeah. like they were like, they didn't want to drive anywhere. So I kind of feel that way. I feel that way more I than know. I ever have. But I'm yeah. s- not like I'm super actually afraid of leaving the house, but I do, do feel like slightly agoraphobic where it's a whole thing now to leave mm-hmm. definitely feels like a whole ass thing yeah a whole ass thing. i wonder if it's fear or if there is truth to it because it's like you're in your house i mean what a, i mean what a profound but simple thing that we all have to deal with is like the shifts yeah. in safety you know <laughs> yeah yeah like there's way less factors for things to go wrong in the house <laughs> absolutely that's really what it comes down and that's just a fact you know yeah but things can still go wrong in the house <laughs> there could be they, a natural I mean, disaster totally at any point really but um it could be a nuclear bombing mm. well on that note uh thank you so much for joining us <laughs> <laughs> literally keep going go outside i will go swimming going today outside. if it stays clear i will fucking yeah. swim today I will, I will swim it. today too and your in your honor. I'll send you a photo of me swimming. Okay, incredible. Yes. 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 Let us both swim. We deserve yeah. it. Amazing. I'll be swimming in Very a man made cool, pool, but it'll still be swimming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all swimming at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's all swimming. All right. Keep going, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thanks for those of you who are a patron who are listening to this the day before it comes out. Hello. Yeah. Thanks for the vibes. Yes. Thank you so much. And we'll see you soon. Bye. See you soon. Bye.